everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of Film Music Nerds. I'm your host, Teresa Newman. If you're new to the show, this is the fifth episode of our Halloween series for 2020. And uh, so if you haven't gone and checked out those episodes yet, make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll be doing one new episode a day for the month of October. So I'm super excited for this episode today. We're going to be talking about Roman Polanski's Rosemary's Baby. And uh, this is one of my favorite film scores of all time, Um, not just in the horror film genre, but of all time. So I'm super excited to be uh, giving you this analysis for today. I'm going to go ahead and jump right into it. Rosemary's Baby was released in 1968 and composed by Christoph Komita and directed by Roman Polanski. Uh, Let me give you a brief summary of the plot. A young wife comes to believe that her offspring is not of this world. Wayfish Rosemary Woodhouse, played by the lovely Mia Farrow. I just love her in this film. She does such a good job. Rosemary Woodhouse and her struggling actor husband Guy move to a New York City apartment building with an ominous reputation and odd neighbors, Roman and Minnie Castavet. When Rosemary becomes pregnant, she becomes increasingly isolated and the diabolical truth is revealed only after Rosemary gives birth. The discussion of Christoph Kamita is almost as intriguing and haunting as the discussion of his score to Rosemary's Baby. Kamita composed one of the most iconic and influential soundtracks of the horror film genre, yet his career is sadly... It burned really bright and ended way too soon. Uh, Kamita only composed for a handful of moderately successful films, and Rosemary's Baby, a film that came to win 11 awards in its uh, release year, and including a Golden Globe nomination Kamita received for Best Original Score. Less than one year later, though, Christoph Kamita would die from a head injury after taking a fall, and he was only 37 years old. So, very tragic story, and uh, almost makes it feel cursed all the way around. Rosemary's Baby is centered around themes of motherhood, Christianity and religion, modernism versus the ancient, uh, Satan and the occult. Kamita does groundbreaking work combined extremely programmatic musical settings such as lullabies, occult chant, religious type chant, and even jazz and bebop rhythms and orchestration in places. It's often difficult to decide where the soothing lullaby melodies end and where the unsettling string drones and synth sounds begin, as they're all kind of more often than not being layered on top of each other and intertwined. The moments on screen building up to a climax are often accompanied by this static feeling string line and really meandering melodies on top, which kind of adds to the sense that something isn't quite right. But Rosemary is stuck in a situation that she has absolutely no autonomy over and no way out. So that static feeling really plays into that state of mind. Much of the encounters with the neighbors or friends that are accompanied um, by the neighbors, I guess. There's like this whole cohort of people that live in this building. They are often accompanied by 
jazz sounds and i would i would normally say that this type of music is diegetic and if you're new to the show um, there's diegetic and non-diegetic music and in a film and the non-diegetic music is the the underscoring so the stuff that the characters themselves wouldn't actually hear diegetic music would be like music that the character's listening to on the radio, stuff that's coming from the TV. Um, if they're singing, that's all diegetic music. If they're playing an instrument on screen, that's that's diegetic. Um, sometimes this jazz music is coming from the record player or, um, you know, coming from the radio. But a lot of times, uh, Kamita also incorporates these jazz rhythms and themes and orchestration in the actual score it's on in the underscoring itself uh especially in really these really intense scenes that come a little bit later in the film however in contrast those sounds come back in the form of fast frantic bebop style textures and that's meant to reflect rosemary's frantic and panic state of mind once she realizes what what's going on and there's also a couple of pseudo chase scenes that use this bebop fast rhythmic style orchestration many of the supernatural interactions include rosemary having to go through some kind of hypnotic or hallucinatory dreamlike state and during these moments string ostinatos or these little fragments of music that play over and over again um, are going on while something like a harp will occasionally play around on a whole tone scale or something like that. And this all plays into the sonic landscapes that's meant to make the audience feel as if they're trapped inside of Rosemary's living nightmare. And not to mention a lot of times too, he'll have layered these creepy whispered ritualistic chants over top of all of this stuff going on in the background. Um, and it really does, it really does play mind tricks on you as the audience as well. Kamita is one of the first pioneers of the late 20th century horror film scoring technique. And although he may not have directly been the inventor of some of these compositional techniques, um, he definitely made them commonplace. And some of these uh, techniques that you'll find being used to this day are things like um, uses of lullaby melodies in combination with unsettling musical settings string drones, a cult chant, um, or sacred vocal song to contrast demonic presence or to signify demonic presence in some ironic way. This score is not only one of the most well-made pieces of cinematic music ever written, but it also proves that an artist's legacy does not need to be super prolific to leave a mark because of the overall quality and the use of theme blending and everything else i'm gonna give this score a nine out of ten that's the review uh so thanks for joining me today for this episode of film music nerds join me tomorrow as we continue our one movie a day horror film screening and analysis find film music nerds on apple Podcasts and soundcloud and subscribe to the show so you can keep up with all the latest content posted happy spooky movie screenings and catch you tomorrow bye